Welcome to the Reminger Report podcast on emerging technologies. Reminger Co. LPA is a full-service law firm with over 150 lawyers spread across 14 offices and serving states throughout the Midwest. My name is Zach Pyers, and I'm a partner in Reminger's Columbus, Ohio office. And I'm Kenton Steele, an associate in Reminger's Columbus office. This podcast on emerging technologies will examine how changes in technology and business models affect our daily lives and how the law is adapting to respond to these changes. Welcome to today's episode of the Reminger Report podcast, where Zach and I will be continuing our discussion about how technology has changed the insurance industry. In our last episode, we talked about the ways in which technological advancements have impacted the insurance agent or insurance industry at the agency and consumer level. Today, we'll be continuing that discussion and talking about the way that technological advances have impacted insurance carriers, the actual insurance companies, and the way that those changes as they're integrated by the carriers trickle down and have an impact on the ultimate consumers. So, Zach, can you please tell us a little bit about how insurance carriers are adapting to advancements and changes in technology? Absolutely. And so, you know, one of the things that we've seen in the insurance industry over the last, you know, decade or so is the rise of the term insure tech. And so what we've seen is we've seen these these companies come about that are offering insurance products to customers, right, to insureds. But we've seen them try to blend a technology company to an insurance company. And so we've seen a significant rise in what we call these insure techs. And, you know, one of the things that it's very important, I think, to distinguish is to distinguish between an insure tech and a traditional insurance company that may just be utilizing technology to better their processes, right? And so what we've seen is this is a really blurry line. And so, for example, you know, we had Melanie Irvin in here who is the – essentially, the, she is the counsel for Branch Insurance, which is based here out of Columbus, Ohio. And she's a long-term friend of ours um, through some voluntary bar associations. But, you know, Melanie was very clear that Branch Insurance, while it is a newer insurance carrier – um, is not an insure tech, but rather is a traditional based insurance carrier who is just utilizing some tech technology to be able to offer um, their products to their customers in a more efficient manner, which essentially then drives down the premiums. And, and that's a business model that branch insurance has undertaken to operate out of. But, but very clearly, it makes the distinction that they're not an insure tech, right? And but there are other insurance carriers who are insure techs, right? They're newerly newer based insurance companies who are trying to utilize their their various technologies in ways um, in ways in which not only increase the customer relationship and the customer experience, but also f- tries to fundamentally change um, the insurance pol- the insurance pr- 
products, right, and the way in which they're doing business. So it's really trying to disrupt the pol- the the industry. And so we've seen these kind of come about in various ways, and we've even seen situations where some of these changes are adapted or utilized by traditional insurance companies, but maybe not all of them. So, Zach, how are insurance carriers utilizing technology to better serve their customers? So, we see whether we're talking about a traditional insurance company or we're talking about an insure tech, we see these changes at least as they are relating to being customer focused or customer facing. We see them coming about in, in kind of three areas. And in the last podcast, when we talked about the insurance agencies, we talked about some of these at least um, tangentially or at least in passing, but we see it in really kind of three ways, right? The first is the application process. We see that the application process um, is changing and, and and, and being trying to streamline. The second area that we see is the underwriting process, right? And I talked about this at least in passing in the prior episode um, dealing with the agencies about how that area um, is changing. And the third area that's really customer-facing is the claims process, right? The way that we they're doing claims is changing. Now, I had previously talked about really how this impacts, you know, the responsibilities of the customer, right, during the claim process. Today, when we kind of talk about this a little bit further, we're going to talk about how companies now are utilizing various technologies to smooth the claims process over, also to speed it up and make it more efficient for the uh, for the customers. Zach, one of the things you mentioned there was the application process. So how are insurance carriers using technology in the application process? Absolutely. And so one of the things that we're seeing, and this is like very, very basic, right? But we're seeing the use of a lot of online uh, applications and a lot of online, um, a lot of just uh, tools, right, that are being utilized in order to secure the um, to, to secure the insurance policies. We see, you know, applications that are being taken for insurance that are app based, right? So you now download an app, you now download an app to your phone and you fill out an insurance application. We see lots of uh, companies and brokers that are able to secure um they're able to secure the applications entirely online. And it can be a situation where you fill out one application and you're actually quoted to multiple carriers, or maybe it's just one specific carrier. But but we're also seeing situations where they're speeding up the process, right? Maybe you just enter your name, your address, your social security number, and the next thing you know, you've got a quote. But the, what's, what, you know, what traditionally happened, right, is you would have a situation where you may call in or you'd go to visit your agent. They'd ask you for the information, you'd have a meeting, and they would fill this out, and then you'd get insurance. That's just changing now. A lot of these applications are being done. Some of them are being done with absolutely no agents, right? And so some of these insurance carriers have actually been cutting out the agent and are simply now moving their applications entirely online in order to take out essentially the commission that was earned by those agencies as part of the process. And so what we see is that this is kind of speeding up um, those issues in that regard. Now, 
moving on to one of the other um, topics you identified, how is the use of technology changing the underwriting process for insurance carriers? So we see we we've seen this as being a big change or a big shift, right? And so one of the things that we see is that insurance carriers historically have tried to, you know, accurately predict the risk. And so they collect premiums, right, at least in part based upon the amount of risk that they see um, that's being considered. And so, for example, if you're a driver who has a very bad driving history with a number of accidents and you're still able to secure insurance, you're going to be paying a lot of money, right? And and you may not be able to get the amount of coverage that you'd really hoped for because the carrier sees that risk as being high. So when it comes to write you the policy and to collect your premiums, they may not write you as much as they want. Your deductible may be high and your premium may be really high. And so... That's one of the things that you start to think about. That what we've seen um, is you've seen that as time has gone on, insurance carriers become more sophisticated. They collect more data, which I'll talk about, you know, which we'll probably talk about later. But as they're starting to collect all of this information, what we've seen is we've seen that the underwriting process has changed, right? Because the the situation. Um, not only do they have more information, but they're able to analyze it faster, right? And so the the underwriting process, as it becomes more sophisticated and they're collecting more points, they're still able to an- analyze and, and get through the underwriting quicker because they're able to look at and make these decisions not necessarily instantaneously, but significantly quicker. And I will say that there are some carriers who are making almost instantaneous decisions on certain risks because their their programs, um, their software programs, their applications, their algorithms are structured in such a way that they're able to process it um, and collect the data and analyze it very quickly to provide a very accurate um accurate rating for the for the individuals um, and are able to calculate the premiums and the coverages very quickly and efficiently, right? And, and, and for example, Melanie Irving talked about how Branch was doing this, right? How they collect multiple data sources and pool the information quickly to give accurate um, quotes and premiums. So it, it get, their processes get through the underwriting significantly quicker. The other thing that we're starting to see a lot of, and, and this is starting, you know, over the last um, couple of years, we've really seen a rise of this, is through the Internet of Things and the amount of devices that are that are connected to the Internet are impacting the way insurance carriers are viewing the risk and analyzing it. And so, you know, for example, we see home insurance uh, premiums sometimes being tied to whether or not you have smart devices in your home, right? Some Just like you used to get a discount if you had a, um, a, a security system, now we're seeing that if you have an internet-connected devices that are turns your home into a smart home, for example, that has smoke detectors, right? That has doorbells and an alarm system and lights that go on and off and a ring doorbell or um, a nest doorbell. And you've got other security features. You see that, you, that people are getting discounts on their premiums because of it. 
We see apps and devices that are placed in cars to kind of assess how quickly or slowly you drive, how, how hard you brake, how quickly you accelerate. All of these things are used then to determine how good or bad of a driver you are and to provide you a more customized quote and experience. We see apps and devices being placed in cars to determine how much you drive, right? And then providing a premium based upon the risk about how much time you are in the car. So somebody who's in the car for three hours a day on a routine basis is going to be pay more than somebody who's in the car for five minutes a day because the risk increases the longer you're in the car. So we've seen a lot of this over the years. Right now, I know that John Kinkoff during you know one of his most recent podcasts, one of his most recent episodes and interviews talked about this and how a lot of his uh, customers are hesitant to use them. With that said, there are now insurance carriers that base almost their entire business on this model. And we've seen a lot of carriers start to push this for discounts, um, for more accurate premium ratings, and for a variety of other things. One of the other things we're now seeing in recent years um, is the increase in the use of fitness trackers as it relates to uh, life insurance, right? And we're, we're starting to see them, or at least hear rumors of them being used in health insurance ratings. And so people who commit to wearing a health uh, fitness tracker are given discounts or or premium or given discounts on their premiums as it relates to these areas. Um, and so we're seeing um, all of the use of this really impact and change the way that risks are being underwritten. Now the other thing I will say is um, the use of AI. Right? There's a and I'll and I'll touch on this at least in a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of data. And what we're seeing, right, is the use of AI um, is being utilized to kind of crunch these numbers um, and really look at the data to determine how this data plays in. So for example, if I was driving in my car and I had, you know, one of these tracking devices, which is, you know, monitoring my driving and normally my driving is average, right? Uh, I, I don't speed. I don't go too slow. I don't brake too hard. I don't accelerate too quickly. And my if my driving falls in the 50% range, but then all of a sudden one day I have a, an anomaly and I'm driving you know, significantly faster or harder, I'm rushing to get home to pick a kid up from soccer practice. You see that the AI can start to more accurately assess those risks and 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 play those into how the premium should be calculated or affected. And so we're seeing that you know what used to be done manually by an insurance underwriter as an individual person is now being shifted more and more to um, the use of AI and other you know computer based calculation performances. Obviously, in the um, things you just mentioned with smart home devices, apps or devices that are in people's cars and fitness trackers that uh, people wear on their person at all times, that those types of devices obviously create a lot of information and a lot of data. How is this increase in the available data changing the insurance uh, industry? And the practices of insurance carriers. So, you know, I think that this is an area where we're going to see, we have seen 
change on, and I think, and I expect, based upon, frankly, the amount of available data out there, we're going to see continued significant um, changes in this area. And so I was talking, um, this was a few years ago, with a friend of mine um, who worked for a very, very large insurance carrier and was involved as a data scientist uh, essentially performing and creating algorithms and the utilization of artificial intelligence to analyze the amount of data that this insurance company had. And he was very blunt and he told me, and I, this has always stuck with me, he said, look, they've got so much data that they don't even know what to do with it. That they, don't, they have so much data that they're collecting in various forms that they can't even figure out how to start properly utilizing it. Now, this has been a few years ago, right? So things have changed. Um, in the, 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 in our, our computing capacities have changed. Our ability to use it has changed. The way we think about it has changed. But it still stuck with me about, first of all, about how much data they had, but then also second of all, about the fact that even, you know, as five years ago, they had this data, but we're still struggling to understand it. And so when we talk about all of the available data, one of the things that stuck with me is there was a recent quote or a, a recent um, estimation as to the amount of available data of active growth of global data, right? So this is data that exists across the globe. And so... And, you know, this is a term that I don't often throw around, and so I, I will be very uh, slow to pronunciate it, but it's in zettabytes, so Z-E-T-T-A bytes. And a zettabyte, for those of you who may not be totally familiar, is one trillion gigabytes. So we are talking about a very, very large amount of data, uh, one trillion gigabytes. And so... They estimated that in 2010, there was 1.2 zettabytes of active global data. So there was approximately 1 trillion gigabytes. By 2015, that number went to 7.9 zettabytes. And by 2020, it was going to 44 zettabytes. And so what we see here, right, is a kind of explosion of data that's transpiring in these five-year increments. It went from 1.2 in 2010 to five point to 7.9 five years later, and five years after that, 44. So as we go on, we're expecting that there's going to be an even larger growth on this data, and the insurance companies are going to have access to more and more of it because that we're allowing them to track us on their smartphones. They are monitoring our driving habits and behaviors. They're monitoring our homes through smart homes. And so as they collect this additional data, one, it should make us safer, right? Because they should be able to, um, you know, more accurately analyze this, but it's also going to allow them to more accurately analyze the risks that we're undertaking or that they're underwriting and more accurately be able to predict the payouts and thus decrease the premiums for specific individuals and potentially increase it for others. And so um, what we're seeing here, just frankly, is that there's an anticipation that the data and the amount of collecting it is going to change the market, especially in the years to come. Zach, how is the increase in uh, 
technology that's available changing the way that insurance companies handle the processing of claims? So one of the things that we're seeing, um, and, and I, I, I discussed this in one of the prior episodes, is, is the use of apps um, to report claims, you know, the ability to take photos on your smartphone and upload them into a claim file and, and that sort of thing, right? So the customer interface is changing in that way. The other thing that we're seeing, right, is we're seeing the ability of insurance companies to utilize technologies that they previously may not have had access to. And so we've actually seen scenarios where insurance companies are able to start utilizing, and I'll I'll use this just as a broad example, but um, utilizing drones, right, in a loss to be able to determine is the roof really ripped off, right? Is that car really flipped upside down into a telephone pole? And so when you think about some of these, you know, catastrophes that have happened, um, whether it's a fire loss or a flood or a hurricane or a tornado, where it may be difficult to send claims adjusters quickly, you now have you now have insurance carriers that are utilizing some of this to- technology to at least do a preliminary evaluation of these losses to to be able to more process them more quickly. Wherein you know in times past it may have taken you know four or six weeks to be able to get adjusters into some of these areas because the power wasn't restored yet, um, because there was nowhere to stay, because the roads were blocked, the roads were flooded, um, and so we had these problems. And so now we're seeing these type of various technologies being utilized, um, at least on a preliminary basis, to help speed up the claims process. Thank you for joining us for this discussion of the way that technological advances have been changing the insurance industry. Please be sure to join us for our next episode of the Reminger Report podcast. (music) 